0: Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now, with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome, and today we move uh, north of our community to a little bit north of Richmond Hill to talk to Rudy Genovese, who's a social enterprise guy. And we're going to get into that in just a minute. But first of all, welcome, Rudy. And tell us about where
1: you got your education. Hi, Peter. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, I, uh, I started with a business degree from York University. Uh, from there, I um, went into Teachers College, kind of realized that, while I loved working with young people. Teaching wasn't the right path for me. Um, From there, I went into the workforce, uh, worked in construction for several years, went back to school um, because I did want to enter the not-for-profit sector and really tried to drive change in in our community. Uh, So I went back uh, nights and weekends to the University of Liverpool, where I got my Master's of Business and Administration.
0: Okay, terrific. So let's move on to your work experience. Somewhere along the line, you had to pay for all this schooling, and uh, you may have had some part-time jobs, and then you may have had some full-time jobs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for, for when I was out of university, when I was going to York University, I, uh, I worked um, actually in the restaurants uh, from the time I was about uh, 16 all the way till about 24 or 25 years old uh from there once i finished teachers college i went uh, into the construction field started with a a shovel in my hand uh, and then slowly worked my way up onto machinery uh, working for uh, or getting into the uh, heavy machinery operators union local 793 and then from there i got into um some site supervising project management those sorts of things kind of more of the uh the desk role um and used the great wage I earned in the construction industry to, to help parlay that into paying for uh, my MBA. Okay.
0: So having said that, somehow you turned that into something else, and you got into a interesting organization called Blue Door. How did that come about?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as I said, I realized kind of quickly I, I, I wasn't fulfilled in my career path working in the construction field. Uh, and I did want to find a way to, to give back. Um, so, when I went to school, I didn't really know what that looked like at the onset. Uh, I knew, you know, obviously, furthering my education was a good next step for me. And will help open doors for me to get to where i wanted to go um so shortly after i started my mba um, i was able to get a position with habitat for humanity uh gta and i worked for uh with them took a significant step back in my in in my wage and in my in my career uh but obviously with a long-term view and a long-term goal uh that i had in mind so i was able to take a position with them um helping secure uh, medium to large-scale physical donations of goods, Uh, people who were um, tearing down their homes or doing a major renovation. We would send crews in there to go and salvage as many materials as they can, which would then go to the restores, be resold, and then the the proceeds of that would go towards uh, building affordable housing. Uh, From there, about uh, just under two years ago now, I was Um, able to get the opportunity to join Blue Door and launch their social enterprise called Construct, um, which was really a great kind of culmination of my my skills and experience because it had that construction background, it had that teaching focus, and obviously, you know, I was able to help people every single day.
0: Okay, Rudy, first of all, for those listeners who don't know, tell them about uh blue door. What? What is blue door?
1: Yeah. So, Blue Door it, um, operates shelters and transitional housing throughout York Region. We have three main shelters: uh, a youth shelter, a men's shelter, and a family shelter. Um, and then the construct program really was uh, was born out of that, um, out of the shelter system. Really looking at you know how do we help people break the cycle of homelessness and really a a key first step of that is employment. So we launched our social enterprise in uh, September of 2020, um, really focused at putting young people uh, through foundational skills-based training and then linking them to long-term employment in the trades.
0: So the employees of Construct, are they just homeless people or are they people in the community?
1: Um, we do keep it very broad. We look for people who have faced uh, barriers to uh, to employment, who have struggled with labour market attachment, and that does take, um, take, take shape in, in a variety of different ways. So we've definitely taken people through our shelters. Um, we continue to do that, but we also look for people who, you know, just need a, a hand and have, have kind of faced a, a speed bump somewhere along the way that have, that's prevented them from getting to where they want to be in their lives. So, what's
0: the rough age bracket of these people that work in your organization?
1: Oh, yeah. So, the participants in our program, uh, we have we have a couple of different sets of funding, a couple of different groups of cohorts that we put through. Um, some groups are targeted mostly to or, or mainly towards youth, so that would be eighteen to thirty, and then we have um, other um, focused cohorts that are open to anyone over the age of eighteen to try to obviously um, serve as many people as we can.
0: Now, many of these people don't have the training. So you're taking kind of a raw material person and trying to turn them into a construction person. How do you do that?
1: You know, Peter, to, to be perfectly honest with you, I would say some of our greatest success stories have been people that, have never held a hammer before entering our program. Um, really, you know, even when we speak with with the uh, the employers at the end of the program, uh, the unions, um, private sector, and so on, they don't care that the person is gr- you know great at using a drill or great at using a hammer. Those are skills that you can learn, um, and and you can learn quickly what they care about and what we care about is, you know, your motivation that you're gonna meet the expectations of, you know, being a great employee, showing up on time, being ready to work, being personable, being uh, a strong communicator. Um, And those really have been the people that have succeeded the most in our program, not those who have a great construction knowledge.
0: So I've met some of the homeless people from uh, Blue Door and uh, some of them, it's kind of hard to turn them around and to see a future. How do you go about doing that?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I would lie to you if I said, you know, every single person that comes through our program is able to turn around on a on a moment's notice. And, and but but that's not true. The the truth is, it's a process. There's people we've put in our program. That haven't been ready to make a commitment like this, um, and aren't quite ready to get into the field and, and to, to change, you know, uh, their lives in that way, and that's totally okay. Um, you know, that's part of a person's journey and a person's growth. Um, we've had people that have come into our program, had to leave. The timing wasn't quite right for them, but we provide the resources and the supports and the framework that a few months down the line, they might be in a better position and they might be in in a position to take that next step. And we're going to be here for them at that time. Okay.
0: So you've turned this into a social enterprise. Do any of the people that work for you understand what a social enterprise is?
1: Uh, Yes, I would say they do. Um, We currently are operating in a virtual capacity just due to the the pandemic and some of the issues and challenges around that. But the way our program is intended to operate and which will operate again, hopefully in the very near future um, is that we do have skilled staff, um, trained uh, people that have a vast knowledge of trades works, skilled experiences, uh, some of which have over 25 years experience Um, where we are procuring work in our community, um, renovation jobs um, and and things of that nature. And we would take the participants, they would actually go to those job sites with our skilled staff um, and actually learn on those physical job sites. The revenue that we're generating from those jobs goes directly back into the program and the supports that we offer participants.
0: So having said that, us about some of your recent uh, projects that you've
1: undertaken yeah actually the a, a couple of really uh unique opportunities that we've gotten in the last little while has actually been work for blue door uh we just finished um their parks canada home which will actually act as as transitional housing um taking an old uh, abandoned property from parks canada renovating it and turning it into housing for for a couple of young families uh, and we also turned um, con, uh, sorry blue doors old admin space um, and and turned it into transitional housing as well so the two very unique jobs were actually able to uh, to help the greater community while we were able to actually take on the work
0: what about projects in the community
1: yeah, we have a relationship with uh, a couple of other organizations that we, we constantly do work for, one being uh, co- a community living. Um, we've been able to even undergo um, uh, a kind of cl- uh, patch and paint for seven of their properties. We were able to also undertake a relationship with them where we go to um, each of their 16 properties uh, once a week, we go to, to a couple of them and do some odds and ends and, and handyman work to help keep their properties up uh, up to um, the standard that they hold. We've been able to do work with 360 kids, um, creating um, a safe, inclusive space for them in one of their properties. Uh, and then we also work directly with a lot of homeowners in the community. Currently, we're doing a basement renovation for one uh, one community member, and we're doing a kitchen renovation for another. So, how do you
0: measure the impact of what you're doing? It's it's not all about outputs in terms of money and completing a job. Outcomes are extremely important to what you're doing.
1: Absolutely, um, and you know the 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 business side of what we do it's it's great and it and it's important. But, but it's really about the, the people that we serve, the participants in our program. And um, I would say oftentimes, you know, s- s- statistics can definitely be misleading. It's not necessarily, you know, the job that we get them at the end. It's all of the other pieces that kind of filter into that. Um, you know, we've had people come into our program that have never worked before. So taking and embarking on a journey like this and going through a, eight-week intensive program that 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 construct is um is a big commitment for people and really um hearing the impact directly from them and understanding what this opportunity has meant for them i think to me is the biggest output um it's it's humbling and moving to to really feel um and to understand uh, that a lot of these people often just needed a chance, just needed, you know, the, the, the door to be cracked open just a bit for them to push their way through, um, and it's, it's, it's quite moving when you, when you hear that, uh, that this program has been that for them.
0: So, not specifically, but roughly, how many people have you put through the program?
1: Yeah, so we've put through uh, about 80 people at this point, and we're projected to put through 104 uh, this coming year.
0: Okay. And do many of the people that go through the program end up with jobs in the, uh, in the workforce?
1: Yeah, so we have a, about, uh, obviously, with a, it's a rolling number because we're c- consistently taking people in, but it's generally sitting around the 90% mark. So how do you
0: compete with regular contractors?
1: Yeah, um, I think there, there's definitely a stigma to what we do. Uh, there's definitely people in the community that look at us as a discount contractor. But I think that is something that we've worked really hard to, uh, to move away from and to not be viewed as that. We are... Consistent with any contractor in the community, and that comes with the quality of work that we deliver. Um, so we price jobs very competitively, but we make sure that the work that we do also is in line with that. Okay, so talk
0: about team and partnerships.
1: Yeah, we've uh, we've forged uh, many strong partnerships, and that's really been the catalyst. I think for the program in its current uh, iteration. And then we will continue to be, uh, as we look for opportunities for growth uh, of what we're doing. Um, we, we have partnerships with YMCA, who act, um, uh, who provide uh, job development support for every person in our program. Uh, we have a partnership with Layuna 506, who delivers two weeks of training and also acts as an employment outcome for participants. Uh, And we've made new partnerships over the last few months that have really uh, been uh, largely impactful uh, for our program as a whole. Uh, OW in in Durham is an example of that. They've become uh, a great advocate of our program, a great referral source, um, and really just a a great communicator as we try to help people as much as we possibly can. So how do you recruit people? Yeah, um, that there. We obviously have a few different avenues for doing that. Um, one would be through that partnership lens. Uh, so OW, as I just mentioned, would be an example of that where we we do take a lot of referrals from them. Um, Sorry,
0: OW.
1: Ontario Works. Pardon me. So uh, Ontario Works would be an example of that, but we also have other partnerships in that space for people sending referrals in, a lot of the other community-based organizations. Uh, our social media um, is a big part of that. We have a, a digital marketing campaign that we run, especially when we're, gonna, we're closing into uh, cohort start dates to try to make sure that we have full groups. Um, and we've, for the most part, been quite successful in, in our recruiting. And a lot of that has to do with the um, the community outreach that we've been able to, to take part in.
0: Okay. More interesting question. As a visionary, three years from today, what's contract going to look like?
1: Yeah, three years from now, I think the, the sky truthfully is the limit for construct, but I think, um, there's a few, there are a few opportunities for us. One I think would be as we grow the, um, the capabilities of what we're able to do on the construction and on the business end, moving into building affordable housing is a natural next uh, step in progression for us. I think looking at uh, a large uh, training facility that can better support participants would be another great step for us. And I think looking at uh, a more national expansion and really helping other uh, Employment social enterprises get their feet uh, get get upright, get get their feet on the ground and, and being able to operate and um, and being and being a, a leader in that thought space, being able to share resources and learnings uh, and help people because I think a lot of the things that we did when we started off uh, truthfully were trial and error. we were we were learning as we were going, and that led to, some great successes, but obviously, many, many failures, but from those failures turn more successes. So um, i you know, being able to share in some of that, um, I think can be a, a real help and can impact more people across the country.
0: So you're a combination of business and construction, and giving back to community. So what is your website, Rudy?
1: Uh, yeah, you can see us at uh, www.constructgta.ca.
0: Okay, so it's spell out the construct again:
1: c o n s t r u uh, c t g t a.ca.
0: Terrific. Well, thank you for your time this morning, and I think you're going to be a great success.
1: Thank you so much, Peter.